right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. I'm your host, the Commish, Denver Desert Dog, first in the power rankings, Matt Kozlowski. And we are talking post-draft pod tonight. So we are had our draft on Sunday. Joining me to recap Sunday's draft, the owner of the Steel Curtain, back from his one-week hiatus, Eddie Mitchum. Back and better than ever. More you're, jacked up than ever. You're in a good mood. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's not fresh, off, fresh off a nap. A nap. A nap. Oh, I thought you said a nap, like a national championship. Not like a midday slumber? <clears throat> yeah, I got you. Um, For the big bear? Not often that you ask me to do a podcast, so I know you're excited to talk about the squad. Alright, so first I want to give out some draft grades for every team in the draft. I thought it was a pretty well-run draft. It went pretty quickly. We were about two and a half hours, I think. Yeah, I I don't even know if it was that long. Yeah, it was was pretty smooth. I think part of that, too, was Ty was at the top, and as soon as your bid at 12 was done. The next round was starting right away at Dubas. He was on it. Yeah, he was ready. <laughs> um, Alright, so we'll start off. We're just going to do it in the draft uh, draft day sheet that we have, the order. Um, so we'll start with me, end with you. Cover all the stiffs in between. And uh, let's start off with the desert, Denver Desert Dogs. Um Notable players on the Desert Dogs, Jarvis Landry for 57, Gronkowski for 40, Corey Davis for 20, Mark Ingram for 21, Kirk Cousins for a buck, Mike Williams for 16, bad pick, and then obviously the studs of Gurley and Kamara. So, give me a grade, bud. I didn't know you were grading. How am I grading this? I'm not grading your draft, or am I grading your team with keepers involved? Like, how are we going to go about this? You tell me. You tell me. I think we should. I think we should grade the graph. Grade the graft. Grade the draft. Dyslexia, nice. Yeah, grade the draft. Grade the draft. Yeah, because this team's an A, but the draft isn't. That's why I asked the question. I think you're right. I think the team's team's solid. If we take out the keepers, I think we look at uh, just the players. Uh, I mean, this is completely subjective, obviously. I'm going to put a solid... C-plus on it. Yeah, C-plus is... That's what I was going to say for myself, too. Um, There's a lot of things I'm really happy about. Kirk Cousins for a dollar is great. Um, but there were a lot of great quarterback values. Um, I'm coming around on Gronk. I don't know if I'm talking myself into it or not, but, you know, I think to get a player that is game-changing at a position for 40 bucks is a good value. I definitely overpaid for Landry, but I needed a guy I believed in. I'm huge on Corey Davis. Ingram was a really big pick that I wasn't expecting to get. Um... But I'm a little annoyed with myself that I then got Aaron Jones for a dollar, even though I think he's good. Now I'm just playing down two guys for two weeks. Um, but 
I'm okay with the team. I'm happy with it. Aguilar and Benjamin were good values, I think, from my bench. So, C-plus. Yeah, I, th- I agree with everything you said. I, I'm, I'm fine with the Gronk thing for this team. You didn't need to leave out on running back, and when the wide receiver prices are what they were, um, I think fading off the Gronk was a smart move for your your keepers and what you were trying to do. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not huge on Mike Williams. I'm not huge on Corey Davis till I see it. I feel like I say that every year until I see it, until I see it. But I mean, if it was like a you know three or five dollar player, like that's different. I feel like twenty bucks for a guy we haven't seen yet. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of guys we we browse over that are less than twenty bucks that maybe we feel better about. But I, I mean, he is a he is a physical specimen, so the talent's there. Who knows? I'm just not a big Mariota guy either. Um, but I think, you know, now that I think more about it, Aguilar's a fantastic steal at $5. So every bit, as much as I don't like Davis and Mike Williams at those prices, Aguilar at 5 is a steal. Um, and that's just that just pertains to the time in which he came out in the draft. If Aguilar comes out at the time you throw Corey Davis, those prices are probably reversed and it looks a lot better and we probably say you had a better draft. And yeah. That's fine. Same with, same with Benjamin. I mean, who knows what he's going to be. Josh Allen gets that job, but who knows? So young young quarterback with a huge target. Maybe he just relies on him, and maybe he's good. Benjamin should be a target hog. That's why I liked him. Um, and Aguilar is super efficient, even though he's not going to get the volume of targets that Benjamin does. And I could sit here and defend the Corey Davis pick. I, I think he's due for a breakout. Brand new offense there. They're moving him all around the formation, so it looks like they're trying to get him the ball. Um, Mike Williams was bad. If I don't throw him in the second round, um, I probably do get him for like a dollar or two later in the draft because it didn't seem like Spears was the only other person that bid on that with me. Um, And that's just because he knows big names. So Yeah, there's no question. I mean, overall draft thought before we move on to the second team, I I wondered if... uh, I think my question got answered early. I threw Hogan at 12, thinking, you know, let's throw a guy that's off the beaten path here a little bit. That's a target of mine. You see if I could steal him. I don't know what his price went for. It wasn't It wasn't that bad by any means. 26. Yeah, that's not bad. But like you're saying with Corey Davis and Mike Williams, you threw those guys really because they were targets and the price got up there. Everyone was like, the strategy wasn't to throw guys to get targets early. I think we found the hard way. I'm I'm okay with Davis's price. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, But the Williams one's bad. So yeah, all right. Let's go down to Fleetwood franchise. Um, Notable players: he gets Barkley for seventy-five, Carryon Johnson fifteen, Allen Robinson twenty-seven, Funchess nine, Robbie Anderson seventeen. Alex Smith for five. A great bench of Chris Thompson, Chris Carson, Pierre Garçon, Robert Woods, and Jordan Wilkins. And he got all those players for a total of $33 on the bench there. Thompson, Carson, Garçon, Woods, Wilkins. Grade this draft. I think it's a high... 
this is like a B plus A minus to me. And I might be being strict. Like I think he did a nice job. I thought he went out on the front leg there and got Saquon Barkley, and I don't think the price was atrocious for it. Looking at some of the other prices, I feel like that was all right. Um, he's obviously got a flex locked up with one of the, whichever top three tight end he slates in there. Um, the receiving core came together decently. I'm not huge on Robinson, but I get it. That's fine. Um, Funches should be a target, a target hog. Robbie Anderson, I don't think there's a suspension coming. He was a target of mine. Uh, I like it. Thompson, we, we expect to be a flex play again. And, I mean, going right down through his bench guys, those are all guys you could easily slate in at the flex. Um, obviously, his receiving course is not the strongest, but I think he did some nice things around there. And who knows if it plays out in the perfect world, if Carson holds on to that <clears throat> job long enough for Carryon Johnson to take his job, that's kind of a seamless transition. So I kind of like that. You know, the guy that might not have the job right away with a guy that does. So I like that. I like his draft a lot. Yeah, he did. I thought he did a good job. He he hit everything he needed um, as high ceiling, low floor as Allen Robinson and Robbie Anderson are. Uh, Pierre Garcon and Robert Woods, I think, are higher floor guys. And Funches is even a higher floor guy, too, just because I don't think there's a lot of people to take targets away from him in Carolina. So I like Funches for 9 bucks. That's a really good buy. Um, obviously, I like Chris Carson. I think Jordan Wilkins is a great pick for a dollar because Max banged up, Naheem Hines has fumbleitis, and there's no way the Colts are running Christine Michael out there all year. So um, I like Wilkins as a, a real deep sleeper here. Uh, that was a good $1 throw at the end. So, yeah, I give Ty probably a B plus. Um, I like Carrion Johnson, but I... It seems to be that people are fading on him now as it gets closer to the season. Um, and the wide receiver core, as much as I like Garcon and Woods, I, I don't love Robinson, Funches, and Anderson, but I get the picks. Um, I'm with so, you on that. So I think it's an okay, okay receiving core. But I think, like you said, he's got one flex locked up in Ertz or Kelsey, which opens up one other flex spot. That could be Chris Thompson. Uh, could be Chris Carson, so he, you know, it could very well be that he's starting Garcon and Woods as his wide receivers all year, and that's fine for me. So, all right, let's go to the next team. Take your ball and go home. Uh, notable players: Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Watson. That's about as notable as it gets. Um, adds Julian Edelman for 21. Uh, Blunt and Anderson for... LeGarrette Blunt and C.J. Anderson for 5 bucks total, as is running back 1 and running back 2. Jaguars D for 8. That's a notable notable pick, obviously. Um, grade this draft. Yes. <laughs> I wish he was on the show. I really do. I wish we had him here. Maybe he'll, maybe he can call me afterwards and let me get inside his head because I thought he stank to join up. Just being honest, um, 
I felt like I, I felt like I was a different guy at the draft this year. I was quiet. I didn't really say anything. I didn't really get out of line. I didn't really do anything. But I'll unleash it on some guys that deserve it on this podcast since I controlled myself so well. And Shane's one of them. This this team sucks. Like, there's nothing he can say to me to make me feel different. Like, you spent six bucks. Is this a two-quarterback league? Because you spent six bucks on Deshaun Watson and you kept a $25 quarterback. And then you got C.J. Anderson for $4.00. But Chris Carson costs nine, so take your six dollars Deshaun Watson and your four dollars CJ Anderson and go get Chris Carson for ten. Like, get a running back. Uh, <laughs> Edelman twenty one dollars. It's, it's fine for some teams. I don't think it was fine for this team. He, I feel like he had too many voids that he left out there to buy a twenty one dollar player that's missing four games. <clears throat> Jaguars for eight, that's fine. I don't feel like it's fine on this team. There was too many holes. Uh, the bench is putrid. <laughs> Jonathan Stewart's not even the guy. Des Bryant's not even on our team. Doug Martin, who knows? That one's, I guess, interesting. Chris Ivory. Only, only valuable if someone goes down or suspended. So there's really nothing to get excited about. I don't even like Evans as a keeper. We all hate Brandon Cooks. Why was he $32? That was me and him there, betting on Cooks against each other. Why is Ben Watson still playing football? All right, I'm done. All right, this this draft is a a D for me. I'm not going to go as low as an F because you did get the best player in the draft for for 93. Yeah, like that's the thing. like I just rated the team that got Antonio Brown an F. Like who does that? Um, and I can um, give I you when you when you when there's a difference between having like the the best one of the best players available and like it fitting in and then destroying your entire team to get one of the best players. Like I can just, give it felt, it I felt lazy. <laughs> it felt like it felt lazy. No red triangle work ethic in that draft, right? Um, it felt lazy. Like, let me get AB and let's see what, I, what else fits in and let's go for it. Well, that's kind of what Shane, I asked him, like, what were you doing? Because we went to our baseball game after and his thought process was... And he said, did we draft today? <laughs> he said with 13 of the top 14 running backs being taken, um, he didn't really feel like there was any running back that he could get that would help him get back up into that market um, and actually help him at that position. So he thought the only way to really improve his team and get back up on some of the level of the other teams is by getting the best player in the draft, which was Brown. So he went out and did that. 93 bucks later. um, I I think the mistakes in this draft were Cooks for 32, Edelman for twenty one, and like you said, Watson for six. Um, spending fifty nine bucks on those three players definitely could have turned them into some serviceable running backs. Now, I like C.J. Anderson more than most. Um, so do you, but nothing that we've seen so far has shown that C.J. Anderson is going to be an integral part of that offense. We're just betting on the fact that there's no way McCaffrey can carry the full workload as a receiver and running back. I think Anderson's going to snake some running back touches. I, I still think McCaffrey's 180 rushes, you know, 100 target guy. So I, I still like I like both those guys. I wouldn't be honest about that. I don't like Blunt. 
Um, that's the one I'm actually like okay with. I still think he's going to plunge in some touchdowns. Like, he, he might. That there's a there's a case for that. Can't tell me Detroit's not going to be excited as all hell to be able to score from the three yard line for the first time since drafting Amir Abdullah. That dude usually just go backwards, and Shane knows that. That had to play into it. No, no one has chronicled Amir Abdullah's inability to score from inside the <laughs> five. Shane has. Yeah. So I get that. I'm okay with that. Like he still has that touchdown value if they do in fact get tackled inside the five a bunch. Like. That's okay. He's a guy that could flex out on any given week just because he plunges one in. That's that's all right. I, I also thought Shane really whiffed on the dollar players at the end. I mean, Ivory, Dez, and Jonathan Stewart. There's just better players that he could have gotten there. Um, you know, there's guys that were added on the waiver wire already that are better than you know, whatever. They're, they're, they're risks, and they're not going to be on Shane's team very long. So uh, I like him getting the Jaguars for eight. It goes along with his Brown theory, like get the top player at the position. Um, and, yeah, there was no need to go $6 for Watson, but if this season tanks for Shane, that's a potential keeper if Watson is who people think he is. So. Yeah, I just don't like it because I'm not going to say you you have to have the deepest bench to win this league. That's been my mistake in the past. I've tried to build a deep team, save money for bench players. But, like, this is a fairly deep starting roster with that second flex position. Um, and, if like, if you don't fill out, like, a solid lineup, I don't think you can win. Like, it's easy to look at the Desert Dogs from last year and say, ah, oh, they had Todd Gurley. Yeah, they had Alvin Kamara, they had Travis Kelsey, they like Julio Jones, Doug Baldwin, the top quarterback. Like, it was deep as all hell. And I think if you look back at any team that's won this league, I think the starting lineup was deep. And I just don't know how having Antonio Brown, like, you're going to go through all these teams and, like, sure, Antonio Brown is going to match up really nicely with the one on everyone's team. But where's this team going after that? I mean, if I'm completely wrong on Evans, that's fine. But... I'm not in on him matching up with anyone's too. Yeah, I mean, he has, he has the worst tight end in the league by far. Okay. I mean, Rodgers will match. Yeah. Matt Rodgers will beat most quarterbacks on any given week, so you're going to win like two categories. I'll give you a third with Jacksonville, and then like the rest are going to be tall slips, and I, I, it's just tough to match up. I don't know. Antonio Brown, Aaron Rodgers, and the Jaguars, you're going to have to slaughter the other team's matchups for you to be in it. Yeah. All right, that's enough about the go-homers. Let's move over to the St. Louis Patriots, your draft buddy. Sat next to him again. Notable players, Stafford for three, LaShawn McCoy for 32, T.Y. Hilton for 41, Golden Tate for 36, Jimmy Graham for 15. He gets the two tight end set again, potentially. Cal Rudolph for four. Um, Deion Lewis and Cooper Cup for a combined 20 bucks and... Some rookie running backs, uh, Ronald Jones and Sony Michelle, for four dollars total. So, thoughts on this draft? I'm gonna go in that B plus A minus rule again. I don't know if I could hire the A minus, but not that nice of a guy. But I thought this was a good draft. It's obviously inherent risk with Andrew Luck with T Y Hilton, but uh, there's you know T Y Hilton could be really good at forty one dollars. I thought McCoy at thirty two was fine. Assuming everything plays out fine with what he's got going on, I mean, you know, it's it's so easy to steer clear of someone that's in a bad situation, but 
there's still value there. I think the fantasy values reliant upon touches, and he's certainly going to have them. Um, taking a taking a split back backfield, you know, the guy that's the number two that's not going to get as many touches. That's in a great situation. Isn't always better than McCoy, so I thought 32 was fine for him. Um, got his guy in Stafford. Got a guy in Tate. That's what he wanted to do, so that's great. Um, I thought what he said at the draft, sitting beside him about Jimmy Graham and him taking on that Jordy Nelson inside the 20 role at the end zone was a pretty good thought. And I think going out and getting him for 15 was absolutely fine. I like it. I think Rudolph's a solid backup. There's good guys on the bench too. You know, Cups and New, there's good wide receiver twos there. I like Lewis. I think he's going to get a big chunk of that workload. So I like it. Yeah, I thought my dad did a nice job too. This um, is a much different team than what he left the draft with last year. Spent money at the tight end position last year. Kept a tight end. Kept an expensive receiver. I think he drafted another receiver. Spent more money on his quarterback. Didn't have a lot of money to play with. Uh, this year, he kept two running backs, addressed that situation, and got a third and potentially a fourth with two rookies who could take time as well. So he's deep at the running back position. Um, he got two target hogs in Hilton and Tate. Hilton has some of the mm-hmm. highest ceiling possible of any wide receiver with Andrew Luck there. Um, and I was big on Jimmy Graham, too. I was hoping to leave with him, but... That got out of that picture as soon as I got Kronk. Um, and my thought process on Jimmy Graham is Aaron Rodgers is going to throw at least 30 touchdowns this year. Devontae Adams is going to catch 10 of them at least. Uh, someone's got to catch the other 20. And why not Jimmy? Like Jimmy Graham should be a lock for 10 touchdowns this year. So, um, the only question mark for them is can can. Cannot because withstand the waiver wire itch long enough to hold on for Ronald Jones and Sony Michelle to emerge. Yeah. Or did they get early cuts for a flyer somewhere? Well, that not only the, those guys. I mean, if any of his good players have a bad week one, they're going to be on the trade block. Like that, he just needs to stay patient. That's the that's the biggest thing for him every year. So, <laughs> all right, let's move over to the Sea Wolves. Um, notable players: Russell Wilson, thirteen bucks; Peyton Barber, three dollars. It's a good, good pick. Uh, Josh Gordon, thirty; Baldwin, fifty-six; Trey Burton for a buck; James White for four. So there's the notable players on the Sea Wolves. Um, I think I know where you're headed with this one too, bud. Um, looking at this team today versus last Sunday, I feel. I'm mixed on it. I don't know. Because some of these guys' situations have gotten better, like Devontae Booker. Some of these guys' situations have gotten worse, like Doug Baldwin. Like the news that he says he outright has said he's going to be playing the whole year at like 85%. I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, that's scary. And then what does that do to Russell Wilson? Like that dynamic duo of last year's championship run for the Dogs is starting to look a little bit scary. Um, I, I'm going to put him in the C range and that might be minus C minus I don't want to be too generous um, who knows what Josh Gordon's going to be he's already listed out for week one correct 
Or uh, they're just going to have special packages, isn't it, aren't they? I think what Hugh said was, yeah, he's not going to start, but we going to have some packages available for him. So I, I can't stand that guy. I can't watch enough of Hard Knocks because he's brutal. Yeah, we'll see what that looks like. <laughs> um, Trey Burton at a dollar is a steal if he is what people think he's going to be. We'll see. Uh, there's, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that Bears offense, but I'm alright with getting a piece of it in Burton. Might be safer than most of the wide receivers because who knows what that's going to look like. Same <clears throat> uh, point for four dollars. Who, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with that backfield? That's one thing I didn't want a piece of was that backfield. Um, and Foreman for four dollars. Who knows when he's going to be good to go off that Achilles? So it's not very deep. And I think some of the big tags have some risk involved. But who knows? Doug Baldwin could be playing possum, and this shapes out to be a better draft than it looks like. But I'm not too sure on the situations of some of these guys. There's a lot of it, it's a risky, risky draft, knowing what we know now. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a D plus. I, I didn't understand. Uh, unless Phil came on the podcast last week and just completely tried to rope-a-dope everybody and say something differently than what he was actually going to do. Um, he just did. He wasn't even really in play for any of the top players. I felt like he I felt like he was pretty quiet most of the day in terms of bidding. Um, values I like. I like Peyton Barber for $3 just because you never know if he's going to stick as the guy in Tampa. I love Burton for a dollar. Um... And I mean that's about it as far as I I'm coming around on Josh Gordon for thirty bucks. I mean, th- at that point in the draft, when Phil didn't really have anything to get a potential top five receiver in football for thirty bucks is a good buy. Um, but I was out on Baldwin this year. I just I'm nervous about that whole Seattle situation. So. Uh, Foreman, I understand why he did it. Drafting him immediately gives him an extra roster spot because he can just throw him on the IR. So I get that. Um, I I don't understand the whole Devontae Booker thing. I know you said his situation's improved, but I think them naming him the starter does not necessarily mean that he's the guy. I'll be interested to see how those touches shake out in week one. Godwin and Brown... um, I just don't see either of those guys being guys that you can start week to week, so I don't understand them either. So, not a bad draft. I play this guy in week one, so we'll see how it turns out. Um, Move over to Abusement Park. This was everybody's consensus top team in the league after uh, leaving. Everyone said this is Scherz's league to win based on how he drafted. I feel like we might be able to poke some holes in this. Um, notable players, Breeze for 8 bucks, uh, Crabtree for 16 Julio for 85 Cooper for 40 Evan Ingram for 9 Sterling Shepard for 4 What do you think about the park? I think it's a... I mean... The draft itself, outside of getting Julio... There's not a lot to discuss. I mean, of course, when you keep David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott at that price, you're gonna you're gonna have come out with a pretty team. Like it was, I feel like he was in the best situation to not mess it up. 
if that makes sense, I guess. Yep. Um, and then you add Julio Jones immediately when you look at those three guys, like, yeah, it's scary. But um, there's still a lot of question marks around Crabtree for me. I like it. I like it at $16. I think that, you know, he has the potential to do some nice things. I like Ingram at $9. Not sure I like Shepard behind Ingram at $4. Like, are, are both of those guys sustainable every week, or is it going to be one or the other? That's going to be something we're going to have to watch and see. Um, I, I guess I guess if one takes off, he has it, but I just don't know if they're both sustainable. And looking at how deep he is not, that both those guys make the lineup every week. Um, Cooper at 40s, I guess it's fine. He should be, should be in line for some good work. Um, and hopefully he, for sure, he goes back to what he was. So I'll, I'll give it a, I'll go a B slash B plus. I mean, you add Julio to those keepers and you're immediately that good. Uh, there wasn't much he could do on the bench after that. So I think his bench is going to be like a turnstile. There's going to be guys coming and going immediately. So who knows? I'll give it a B minus too. I mean, I like the addition of Julio. The price is a little outrageous for me. Um, I'm a big Cooper fan, but obviously there's question marks there, so I can't even give that a great grade. Evan Engram at nine dollars was one of the best buys of the draft. I have no idea how that happened. Um, I agree with what you said about stacking Engram and Shepard together. Unless Beckham's off the field, there's no way both those guys are sustainable week to week. Um, Because you can't throw the ball to all three of them enough. Um, Not a Crabtree fan. I have people, I hear people saying Flacco's going to have his best season ever because he finally has weapons. I just don't see it. Um, I'd be shocked if Flacco made it through the season as the starter. Breeze at $8 is good. Um, I think he's due for a tick up. Um, And Keelan Cole for a dollar last pick. That's probably, that's a great buy because I think he. Immediately slops in as the flex, too. And just see what happens there. There's, just take a chance on him. Why not? So, I'm okay with the draft. I don't think it's hands down, sure, is the best team in the league based on this. But, um, obviously, going up against Breeze, Johnson, Elliott, and Julio week to week is going to be tough. Yeah, the first four weeks he's going to be setting the world on fire. I'm just concerned about what happens when we get to bye weeks. You know, like, he, there's no depth. Like, there's no one to slot in. And I know the waiver wire is out there, things like that. Like, people are going to merge. This isn't the end-all, be-all. But looking at this roster today, it's like, if any one of these guys goes on by, it's, it's kind of a big hole because the bench is thin. All right, let's go talk about Fegley's team, the clan. Um, Tarod, Tayrod Taylor for a dollar. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 25, he kept him. Freeman for 50. Royce Freeman for 50. Crowell for 25. Diggs for 45. Delaney Walker, 3. Marvin Jones, 22. Jimmy G for 7. Burkhead for 20. And then uh, Ridley Gallup and Breda Breda for 6 total. So, grade this draft. This was an interesting one. Yeah, it's kind of... In some different spots. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with a surprising... Maybe surprising, I don't know. But I'm going to give him a B. 
50 bucks for Worth Freeman was not my cup of tea. I think that may have hurt his draft. And that's not just because of the news that he's not getting the nod right away. I think Royce Freeman's going to be fine. I just don't know if 50 bucks is the right price for him. Um, but I think he got enough depth behind it. I think if there is one Patriots backfield guy to have, it might end up being Burkhead for the for the foreseeable future here, the first couple weeks. Um, I think the receiving course, adding Diggs and Jones at those prices was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think he did a good job of not thinking Tyreek Hill was more than Tyreek Hill was. Like he, he definitely didn't value him as his one and kind of skirt around that. He added guys right in kind of the same tier, which gives him a three solid wide receiver plays you'd think week in and week out. Walker at three is probably a steal. Um, should be good again. I know he's getting up there in age, but should be good. And then Gallup at a dollar. That was one of my one of my more favorite rookies. I think he's in line for a nice share of those targets. I think that's going to end up being a pretty good steal. Um, Garoppolo is seven. We'll see. I'm not a Garoppolo guy, but everyone else is, so I'll be all right with this since everyone else is. Yeah, I'm okay with Garoppolo for seven. Um, he probably didn't need to go there. If, if think if he waits a little longer, he goes for a better price. But I think Garoppolo is going to be really good. I think he's a top ten quarterback. Um, Royce Freeman for fifty. This became a little bit of a uh, measuring contest, and I think it's only because he told me I was sitting over there with him. There were two guys he wanted to leave the draft with. Jarvis Landry, Royce Freeman were the two guys. And him and I got in that bidding war for Landry. And then almost, I think, very closely after that, Freeman came out. And I think it was like, hey, I'm not leaving here without getting at least one of the two guys I wanted. That was him and Micah to the end. They both wanted him. 50 bucks is steep for Freeman. He probably could have turned that into two better players. Our two players combined that would have made more of a difference, but I mean, I think Freeman's good. I think he's going to end up being the guy in Denver. I just don't know how much of that offense I like on the running side because I think they could be bad um, offensively. But he's he's looked awesome in the preseason. I don't like Crowell for twenty five. I don't want any Jets player for twenty five. I think that's bad. Um, but I love Burkhead for 20, love Diggs for 45, love Jones for 22. Rams D should be outstanding. Gallup should hit. And Matt Breida is a good football player too. Um, if McKinnon gets banged up, I could see Breida being a dude out there. So I'm okay with the team. It's not outstanding. I'll give it a C. But I think it's it's an okay squad. I just think there were some questionable moves. Uh, too much for Freeman. Crowell, not for me. Um, those are the two big things. So, Alright. Uh, so that was one guy that was sitting next to me. Let's go to the other guy that was sitting on my left. Mr. Spears and Team Ice Cream. Notable players. Cam Newton for four. Marlon Mack for 15. AJ Green 74. Sammy Watkins 7. And Greg Olson 14. I'm going to go D range on this draft and one reason only 
I don't think AJ Green's a seventy-four dollar player this year, and I'm not sure. I don't know what his what his cap space was coming into this, but I I mean looking at this roster and the prices that he paid for people outside of his two keepers, it's easy to see that he probably couldn't afford to be in a seventy-four dollar range market. Um, I think if he drops off AJ Green, I mean, look at Dick. We just came off of talking about Dick. So Dick's for forty-five dollars. Is AJ Green that much higher than him? Was that twenty-nine dollars, mathematician? Yes. Twenty-nine dollars is AJ Green twenty-nine dollars better than Diggs? I don't know. That's like that's a whole. That's like a wide receiver too. Looking at these prices, if you got the right guy, I mean, I just feel like he he left a lot out there by getting in that bid for. Um. Watkins is seven. Who knows what that's going to look like? It could. It's the same Sammy Watkins as every other year. It could be really, could be really bad. Greg Olson, I get it. It's Greg Olson. But looking at some of the other tight end prices, maybe that's another spot that he didn't need to spend what he spent. But I'm okay with it. Greg Olson for fourteen is never bad. Um, <clears throat> and he's got a lot of flyers on the bench. I mean, Doxson and Devontae Parker. I kind of feel like are the same guy. We've been waiting for two or three years on both of them. Both of them are athletic specimens. If both those guys turn into what their talent allows should allow them to be, then I'm talking differently about this draft, but it's just huge question marks right now. But at $1, I'm okay with adding those guys. I just I can't value them higher than what they've been, which is $1 kind of busts, you know. Um, Corey Clement, there's just too many heads there for me. Mahomes at a dollar is intriguing, I guess. If, if him and Sammy Watkins start tearing it up, then that could be an interesting duo that could go somewhere. Um, continues to invest. Wow, I just realized he's deeply invested in the Chiefs. He has three teams basically covered entirely. He has Panthers, Chiefs, and Eagles covered on this team. Yeah. McCaffrey, yeah, Olsen. McCaffrey, Olsen, Newton. Watkins, Mahomes, okay. Ware, Hunt. Clement Wallace and the Eagles D. Yeah. He is right, full on stack mode. Yeah, that's interesting that it played out that way. Three good offenses to have a chunk of, though. I mean. Did he know that was happening? Uh, no. <laughs> Man, like, I, I looked at, I leaned over to your dad at one point and I said, I haven't looked at bye weeks. Oh, I don't have a clue. Like, I might have a week where three guys are off. I didn't look at him either. But, I mean, this is obvious. You're going to have three guys off on two different weeks. Like, Here, look at, looking at yeah. this team, like, that's <clears throat> coming. You have to think, right? Like, there's no one to put in for them. Here's, yeah, here's my problem with what Troy did in the draft. I'm okay with drafting like this. But he has to know, you have to know thyself. And know that he's not making the week-to-week moves at least he hasn't shown that he will do that in the past, but he might have to with this team. Um, Mike Wallace, cut him now. Um, Devontae Parker. They, I disagree with that. Well, not not now because Jeffrey's out, but I don't see him starting over Green, Watkins. Maybe he maybe starts over Dawson in week one, but... Um, Marlon Mack for 15 that's tough to spend your last really remaining dollars on a dude that hasn't been healthy all preseason the thing that I want to say about this team right now is that 
the decision to keep McCaffrey over Wentz was a little... Um, people were skeptical of it. I think he made the right call because McCaffrey's a $65 player in this draft and Wentz went for the same price he could have kept him for. So he got Cam Newton for a dollar cheaper than he could have kept Wentz for and he got McCaffrey for $20 cheaper than he could have went for. So I agree with you. Getting green at 74 is probably the downfall of this draft. Um, But Cam Newton's potential top five quarterback. He's got two good keepers. I think A.J. Green's going to be okay. I mean, he's part of your issue with him is probably how much he bothered you owning him last year. Um, But they should be terrible, so he should be getting a ton of targets. And Watkins, he's gotten Watkins, Doxson, and Parker at the lowest prices those players have ever gone for in our drafts. So getting those three guys at their basement value, um, I think is nice. Yeah. You're looking at me like I said something wrong there. I, I wasn't listening to the end of what you said because a FaceTime call popped up on her computer and it threw me for a loop. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I said Watkins, Doxson, and Parker. You got the three of them at their absolute lowest price they've ever gone for in our drafts. So yeah. getting those three guys at their basement cost is huge because they, they all have high ceilings. Um, and I like to get in where to um, go with Hunt. So... I'll give it a, I'll give it a C as well. Same as Fegley. Here's going to be my first bad grade, real bad grade. Uh, I love this guy, but this is a bad draft. Let's go to Butler's team, the Hammer. Brady for 14, Jamal Williams for 13, Tevin Coleman for 12, Larry Fitzgerald for 40, Eifert for a dollar, Jordy Nelson for 6, Cohen for 6, Jeffrey for 8, Cobb, Yeldon, Martavis Bryant, all $1 players. Go ahead. Um, it's another low one for me. I know I'm hammering everybody. People are going to be like, oh, dude, yeah, you create anyone well, but... Well, your two favorite teams have yet to come, so... But that's... Yeah, that's true. But that's fine. I, I mean... I just feel like the money wasn't spent in the right spot. I don't know that a $14 quarterback was his game. I mean, sure, it's Brady. Sure. But look at look at, look at at all the like $1 players, and I think there's even players undrafted out there that you could scoop up and you could have saved $13, which puts you in the mix for a lot of people. I don't know. Yeah, he only had 107 to spend, so... It was, yeah, and he like, and he went. He was the ninety-two bid on Brown. Yeah, like <laughs> really bad. Um, Fitzgerald at forty. The you know whatever. That's it's Fitzgerald. It's a going That's rate. Fun. It's a going rate for a player. Yeah, uh, Jamal Williams at thirteen. It's fine. See how long he holds that job. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna hold it a lot longer than expected. I don't think they're going to be willing to jump Aaron Jones after four games off. So there's only three, what, two. Two, three? two games. Two, two. All right. Well, still, we'll see what happens there. Eifert a dollar. Uh, does nothing for me. Um, I was I, I I had Nelson written down on my short list of guys. I'm intrigued by what what could happen there. I 
think he could be rejuvenated. I still think he has it. I don't think it was his fault that he was that bad last year. I think that was strictly quarterback situation. I still think he could play. Uh, three count is six. I think is okay. Goodbye. Uh, uh, Goodbye. Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, Alshon Jeffrey at eight, it obviously isn't good for the short term, but I think Alshon Jeffrey at eight, once he's, you know, if he gets fully healthy, then that's okay. Um, love the TJ Yeldon handcuff. I think that's huge. Um, the news emerging about Randall Cobb and what he's what his future is in Green Bay is definitely risky. And Martavis Bryant made absolutely zero sense. Like he just has to get some part of Pittsburgh table <laughs> on his team. Like, and I don't. That's that's a bad pick. Like, Gruden Gruden hates him. He's not good. And there's still no you in his name. So if we could stop calling Martavius. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Coleman for 12. I mean, how many years can we do it? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that he's the Coleman buyer after owning Devontae Freeman for so long and complaining about Coleman. Um, but there are some good buys here. Like I said, Jordy Nelson for six is a pretty good buy. Cohen for six is a good buy, in my opinion. Um, I'm okay with Fitzgerald for 40. I was the guy that was in on that with him. And Jamal Williams, it's nice to get a Packers running back that you know has a job for two weeks. And he's either going to run away with it and be a steal, or it's going to be $13 that is down the drain. But for $13, it's worth the risk. I can't even knock him for the Brady pick at 14 I mean, that that's $20 cheaper than Brady's ever gone for in our league, I think. Um, it's just that he started with $107. He didn't really have... Like I think I don't know if this draft could have even looked differently than it does. It's just yeah, a really I, tough spot to be in. Like maybe it's not maybe it's not as low of a draft grade as it could be. I just think like if I'm short stack at the table, I don't think my money's going on quarterback. But that's a difference of opinion. Yeah, you know, some people might feel like if they're short stack, they better get a quarterback. I mean, that's yeah. It is what it is. Maybe it's like a C. He was just relative. He was quiet too. Like it. It was like his plan was to get Brown, and then he whiffed on that, and then he just never really recovered. But yeah, for he, a guy that's in on everything, for, it wasn't it wasn't Butler. Yeah, for a guy that's never missed the playoffs, it'll be interesting to see what he does with this team. I feel like he might be more motivated than he's been, just because I think he's being doubted for the first time. So we'll see. Bull Weevils. Oh, I think I... Did I give Butler a grade? I'm going to give it a D. Same as Shane. Um, Bull Weevils. Notable players. Andrew Luck, 5. Derrick Henry, 55. Ajayi, 15. Odell, 87. George Kittle for a dollar. Marquise Gilbin for 16. <clears throat> and a bench of Carson Wentz, Will Fuller, Marshawn Lynch, Rashad Penny, and Kenny Galladay. Um... <clears throat> I'm going to go, like, C-plus, maybe B-minus. Uh, like, looking at it now, I don't feel like it's as bad. I hate Derrick Henry at $55. Um, I think that that's shaping up to be a real split. And, and he's so dependent upon that big play. He gets it every game, don't get me wrong. He busts one every game. <laughs> but that was in, like, sh- a lot shorter-looking work than what I think he's going to have this year. JHI at 15. 
who knows what that backfield's going to shake out to be. That, that's one that could go either way. That could be a really bad 15 or a really good 15, I feel like. So, uh, who knows? I can't really knock him for it. Um, so he did what he needed to do in getting Beckham. Got one of the high-priced guys with all that money. Uh, invested in that Niners passing game with Kittle and Goodwin. Um, I've heard some stuff that Goodwin's going to be in a huge target share. We'll see what that looks like. I don't know. There's not a lot of 5'9 receivers that can do great things. Like, Is there going to be more than one Antonio Brown? I don't know. Um, Andrew Luck and Carson Wentz. It looks like two good names on paper, but is he, like, he going to have to pick up a third quarterback for week one? <laughs> no, Luck's, Luck's going to play week one. Um, Will Fuller at $6, I think, is interesting. I don't know if what he did last year is sustainable, too. That's another another risky one. Um, I think he's intriguing with Watson out there, though. I think Watson's ability to extend the play and his ability to run away from people on scramble, scramble rules is pretty interesting. Um, but he, I, I certainly think that he's still going to be, you know, 20 points one week, 25 points one week, and then two points the next week. So who knows what you're going to get there. Uh, what else here? Kenny Galladay, I love that dude. I'm good with it. Rashad Penny at three bucks. That's fine. Hold If you can hold on to him long enough. Um, Marshawn Lynch at 10. Who knows? Who knows what, what that dude wants to do this year? Because that... <laughs> That has nothing to do with Gruden. It has nothing to do with that offense. Everything to do with that dude. And that is not a guy that I want to trust. No, we've been there, done that, and I'm out on that too. Um, so, C plus, B minus area. I, I think it's okay. I think it's a C minus, and it mainly relies around the Derrick Henry for 55 thing. Like, to me, Bowl had $207 to spend. Like, this dude could have went out and gotten Saquon and Antonio Brown for 168 He gets Beckham and Henry for 142 Like, 26 more dollars, and he gets the top receiver and top running back available in the draft. I, I just think that would have been a better option for him. Um, yeah, that makes it sound a lot worse when you throw numbers at it like that. That's that's the only thing for me. Like he just had so much money that <clears throat> putting Devontae Freeman, Adam Thielen, Antonio Brown, and Saquon Barkley on a team, like that would have been really good. Um instead he spent some excess money at the quarterback position, ten dollars on two players, spends ten dollars on a backup running back. I'm okay with a Jai for fifteen if he does the Brown and Barkley thing, that probably doesn't happen, but um, it's an okay team. I just think it's probably like a C minus D plus because of the money that he had. That's that's the problem for me is the way he spent having the most money at the table. So, um, all right, mixed Mad Dogs next. Notable players: Mariota for two, Alex Collins for thirty-two, Lamar Miller for thirty-three, Hogan for twenty-six, Jordan Reed for two, Demarius Thomas for thirty-four. I'm going to go ahead and apologize right now because I buried him in the power rankings and this is a good team. Yeah, this is an A-plus. 
Um, I, I think it doesn't have like the flashy names, but there's a lot of promise here. I don't think Alex Collins is going anywhere. I think he's the guy. Um, I don't think the Ravens' offense is going to be very good, but fantasy values dependent upon touches, and he's going to have them. Same with Lamar Miller. We can all hate him as much as we want. He's the guy. He's going to get the touches. <clears throat> it's going to benefit from Watson's legs and, and be able to do those things. Um, Hogan, love it. Was a big target of mine. Um, I think he's going to be really good this year. Adams was a keeper. Keenan Allen was a keeper. Reed at $2. I mean, talent's there. Talent's there. If he stays on the field, who knows? If he doesn't, oh, well, you go pick someone up. But I absolutely love it. Uh, Demarius Thomas, I'm good with it. $34 for Demarius Thomas feels like that's probably, that has to be one of his cheaper prices ever. Yeah. Um, and I'm good with it. I like my end of the Broncos passing offense more because I think that that's what Case Keenum does better, but I do like it. Uh, Duke Johnson for $5 does nothing for me. Been there, done that, and they've added more backs. Does nothing for me. Oh, there you go. He's got Jack Doyle on the bench. So if Jordan Reed goes down, he's got a nice guy to slate in there. I didn't see that. It's my bad. So that's good. That's a nice little pivot option. Hearns for a dollar, I think, is a good steal. Someone's got to get a bunch of targets there. I don't know if it's going to be Gallup or Hearns that leads the targets, but I don't think it's going to matter which one leads in targets. I think they're both in line for a lot of them. Um, Ted Ginn doesn't really do much for me. And Powell at a dollar? Sure. If we hate Ivory at his price, we got to like Powell at that price. Well, Ivory's not on the same team as him anymore. No, not, yeah, I'm sorry. I meant Crowell. Yeah. said the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm okay with Pal. Um, I like Alex Collins, Lamar Miller. I think you hit that on the head. No one likes him, but it just is what it is, unfortunately. Um, Hogan and Demarius Thomas, good prices, should get nice seasons. I love the Jordan Reed at $2. You know, like you said, if he's healthy, Alex Smith's going to target him, and that's big numbers because Smith's a good thrower, especially the tight end. But he does have Detective Jack Doyle as a nice pivot there. And I just think this is a good all-around team. Mariota's due, you know. The guy that helps turn around Jared Goff last year is now his OC in Tennessee. He was Goff's quarterback coach last year. McVay gets a ton of credit for that. But even if it was McVay, LaFleur learned under him. So now it's, you know, LaFleur can maybe pick up some of that and go with it. So... This is a good team. I made a mistake. Probably would bump him up now. I'm going to give him a B plus. The main reason why, he told me he got the receivers he wanted. I just felt like Mick was in almost every bid, and I felt like he was getting bullied a little bit. That was my visual for his bad power rankings. I didn't feel like he did what he wanted to do, um, but he said he did. So, uh, you know, whatever. This is a good team, and I made, I made a mistake with that, so... I would definitely bump him up into the top half of the league based on this. So I'll give him a B plus. Um, let's go with the last team, Steel Curtain. Notable players, Matt Ryan, dollar. Joe Mixon, 51. Kenyon Drake, 33. Manny Sanders, 17. And Joku for four. Crowder for nine. Hyde for eight. Kenny Stills for a buck. And he gets Lat Murray as the cook handcuff for two. You go first on me. I'll go first. Um, I'll give it a 
I'll give it a B plus, A minus. Um, just because I knew, I know that you did exactly what you said you were going to do. Like, this is your, you, we talked about our plans and you hit yours exactly. You wanted Mixon for around 50, got him for 51. And wanted Manny Sanders for sub 20, got him for 17. You wanted Hyde for 15 or so, you got him for 8. You wanted Njoku for 3, got him for 4. You wanted to add another good player for like mid-30s. You got Kenyon Drake for 33. Um, and you got a target hog and Crowder for nine. And then you also handcuffed your top player. You got two good quarterbacks for $2 and Matt Ryan and Big Ben. And I know you said you didn't want any piece of the Dolphins passing game, but Kenny Stills for a dollar is a great buy. So, um, you did everything you said you were going to do and you have to be happy with that. You just have to hope that you had a good plan. Yeah. Um, I get, I'm gonna give myself an A plus, and that has nothing to do with what the roster looks like. It's gonna be because we're ranking the draft, and I know what my plan was. I think that's the hard part. Some of these guys might have hit on their plans that I gave C's and D's to, but like you said, I couldn't have hit my plan more to a T. I, the question is, are the guys I targeted right? Um, you know, you look around at Derek Henry for 55. Give me Joe Mixon for 51. I'm fine with that. Um, I think uh, was when I threw Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller was still sitting there. I wasn't sure which one I'd rather have, um, but I feel like I'm, I feel better about Kenyon Drake. Um, I think he's more talented, so I'm good with that. Uh, keeping Michael Thomas, I knew that I knew with doing so many basketball drafts um, and wanting to be highly invested in running backs, I was. I don't know, round five, six, I was falling into this wide receiver tier that I felt completely comfortable with, with Sanders, Crowder, and guys like that. And with, with having Michael Thomas come back as your wide receiver one, as what should easily be a top eight, ten receiver, I think Sanders and Crowder are more than fine for that spot. And who knows if Kenny Stills goes bonkers, then he's going to be up there as well. Um, Carlos Hyde's definitely the guy. I don't think that's in question for the for the near future here. Um, mainly because Hugh Jackson is going to do what's safe because he's on the hot seat. And Carlos Hyde is safe. So even if I only get four weeks of run out of him before they try to shake things up in a last-ditch effort to save jobs before they get canned in week five or six, I don't know. But Carlos Hyde just has the stigma of a guy that's never going to keep his job. And guess what? He always does. Yep. Um, and Joku, who knows? I don't have a backup tight end. I don't know. It's a little bit of a flyer. That's still kind of the one spot that's a little bit of a flyer, but he's a physical specimen. I think he's a tough, he's a matchup nightmare. Um, and I feel like Tyrod loves tight ends. Uh, maybe that's just because Charles plays all he had to throw to, but Tyrod just feels like a dink and dunk kind of guy. And who knows? Maybe he plays safe as well, and that falls into the tight end's arms a little bit more because he's got a quarterback breathing down his neck for his job. So. Never drafted two quarterbacks before, but two guys at $1 that are going to fall probably just, you know, right around 10 to 15 range. I'm fine with that. I'll survive. So I thought it was really good. I also dropped Christian Kirk and handcuffed Joe Mixon with Gio Bernard, which was, I think, a good waiver wire move, but that's not part of the draft. But I had it on my mind leaving the draft, knowing that it was bad to draft Christian Kirk there because it's a flyer. I like Christian Kirk. 
think he's in line for some work, but it's not what I need on this team. Kirk, Kirk, gonna get that work. Um, yeah, nice job. Uh, I think you belong where I have you in the rankings in the top three. So, it's just got to shake out now for you. Um, but definitely on a good good start to the 2018 season for you. Got about 10 minutes um, left if you want to talk about some favorite moments or some bad moments of the draft. Anything on a personal level that you thought was good or bad? Um... One thing I thought that was bad by all twelve guys in the room, and I didn't realize it until I got home, was looking around. How did how did none of us draft guys just uh, for yeah. all IR? Bad. And like I I went so back and forth that I don't I would love anyone that listens this deep into this podcast can text me and tell me if they saw that Darius guys was sitting on the waiver wire and thought about it because I went from a three dollar bid to a two dollar bid to a one dollar bid from Sunday till. Tuesday night, like I didn't know what I was going to need to do to get him because I felt like I couldn't have been the only person that saw him sitting there. Be able to throw that guy on your bench or on your IR. I mean, who knows if I can keep him on the IR all year? So there's a lot of a lot of weeks to go, but I mean, who knows? A trade to a seller or a one dollar keeper in Darius Geis sounds pretty enticing. I just can't believe we all missed that, especially when we've seen someone in year one with Spears that drafted Jordy Nelson on a torn ACL just to throw him on his IR for next year. Like we've seen it done. Yeah, and then we all. I didn't feel like that was bad by all twelve of us. I I don't know how we missed it. Um, I mean Rob Kelly and P Ryan didn't get drafted, but I'm the one that drafted Adrian Peterson. So how am I like if I'm thinking about that Redskins backfield? How am I not thinking about Geis? Um, <clears throat> especially, you know Shane's the king of one dollar flyers. He threw one dollar on Des Bryant, like. <laughs> You're thinking about guys that aren't going to contribute, and then you got this guy who was probably a $40 player in this draft if he's healthy, at least. Um, so that was also a good move by you, but that's, I have no idea how we all missed that or if anyone even thought about it because it never even crossed my mind. Um, but we've seen it happen every year. I mean, Fegley got Edelman for $5 last year too, so, and... I remember the first year you talked about Nelson. Uh, someone else did it with Kelvin Benjamin. He had yeah. a torn ACL, and he got traded for a keeper like three weeks into the season. So, Or traded as a potential keeper three weeks into the season. So crazy that we all missed a $1 um, good run, what we think will be a good running back. So um, my favorite moment of the draft, underappreciated when I drafted Landry. You yelled, gone bless him then, but... I don't know if anybody watches Hard Knocks, but I thought it was great. Loved it. Um, yeah. Uh, my annual favorite moment of the draft, too, is Fegley getting a quarterback for about $4 more than they should go, and then every time a quarterback's thrown after that, complaining about the price that they go for, even though every year they go for about $1 to $5. He just never understands it. So we'll see if 19 will be the year that he gets that, finally. Um what else? My dad complaining about someone bidding over him when that's just literally what an auction is. You're supposed to bid more than the other person. So <laughs> every time like, my dad could literally throw out Antonio Brown for a dollar, and if somebody else too, he's gonna be killing him for it. Like it just he just 
always thinks he should get the bed whenever he opens his mouth. So, but I thought it was entertaining. Everyone had a good time. Everyone was on their good behavior. So it was it was a nice draft. Yeah. So um, I think the biggest takeaway from the draft as a whole, and not really like a high moment or a low moment, is just our league has shifted so heavily toward whoever the top tier guys are. Like, and it's it's going to be insane every year. I'm interested. This is the worst it's been <clears throat> in terms of those top prices. I mean, that's obvious. Everyone knows that. Like, top price guys have been heavier than ever. I'm just interested to see what that does to people's rosters for the long term and see how it plays out. Yeah, I want to see if, if a guy like Mick, who kind of spread his money out, I want to see if he makes a splash this year, if we all kind of go back to thinking, oh, maybe we shouldn't be spending bonkers on big players. So it, it, I feel like it's a copycat league. And, yeah, I didn't necessarily draft this way, but I had star players last year. Um, and Phil had star players in Le'Veon Bell. And, you know, I just I'm, I want to see... If the, if this is how it works out, or if it changes, and we go back to thinking maybe we don't need to blow our load on one guy, so I want to see how that works out. Um, all right, next week we will preview week one in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Got some nice matchups: me against Phil, repeated championship. My dad against Papa Kaz, and or my dad against Papa Kaz, Papa Kaz against Shane in a grudge match. Um, Spears and Fegley playing against each other. Ty and Micah playing against each other. So a lot of good matchups in week one should be entertaining. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about previewing week one. We're a week away from football being back. Can't wait. So thank you guys for listening. Look forward to that podcast for next week. And hopefully we'll have Shane back in town um, so we can talk about it. All right, bud.